At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VC. The Sports Betting Network. And coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, Scott Seidenberg, Wes Reynolds, in for the guys here on Odds On here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Week 9 in the NFL will kick off tonight with Thursday Night Football, the Indianapolis Colts hosting the New York Jets. The line is at 10, and some people believe that the Jets, for the second week in a row, Wes, can pull and upset and eliminate people from survivor pools like they eliminated 41% of the circus survivor pool last week. I, I don't think that quite might be the case. Though. Yeah, I'm not one of those believers. <laughs> I un- I understand, obviously, betters are going to bet what they saw last. And look, good, in pr- good uh, performance from Money Mike White and the New York Jets uh, upsetting Cincinnati on Sunday. But one thing to keep in mind, too, you don't want to necessarily overemphasize that performance because keep in mind, that was the third of three straight road games for mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals. That was a rotten spot. They had just beaten Baltimore, a division rival, on the road. Now starting to feel themselves. Now all of a sudden they get respect, and then they go and lose to the Jets on the road. Meanwhile, the Colts, it seemed like the bottom fell out, but I don't think that the season's over. It seems like people in Indianapolis thinks it's over now that you're three games back in the AFC South. But you had Tennessee beat and you found a way to give the game away. So this is one of those deals, and I'm not surprised that the Jets are getting the money tonight, but it's like you got both teams on a short week. So do you want to be the team that's riding high, or do you want to be the team that took a bad loss and you want to get that taste of losing out of your mouth? You don't have to wait a full week necessarily. you got to get right back on the horse. I think that actually plays in Indy's favor tonight, and I would be, I'd be laying the 10 with the Colts. And perhaps maybe a little bit of renewed confidence. I know you're three games back, but hey, Derrick Henry's going to be out for the season, it looks like. Maybe the Titans lose some games that they should win. So who knows the way that the Colts come out here tonight uh, against the New York Jets. But as we are approaching week nine here tonight, it will kick off. Let's take a look at where we are in the NFL standings and where we are in terms of the futures market. The Buffalo Bills are 5-2, and two, Wes, yet they are your favorite to win the Super Bowl. And sure, there are teams in the NFC that have better records, certainly with the Cowboys at 6-1, and one, and then you have the two 7-1 and one teams out west, and Green Bay, we'll see what happens with Green Bay coming up this Sunday without Aaron Rodgers. But perhaps the Bills being the favorite at plus 500 has to do with their path 
mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl rather than them as truly the best team in the NFL right now. Yeah, and they were my pick in the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide to make it out of the AFC. I have no reason to really go back on that right now, but you brought up the point there is the schedule going forward. You go to Jacksonville this weekend. We'll see if the uh, the Manning cast curse on Monday night will end <laughs> finally because every player that's gone on that thing has lost the next week, but now it's being put to the test because Josh Allen, of course, was the guest Monday night, has the Jaguars this weekend. Then you go to face the New York Jets, who knows who's going to be quarterback at that point. You get the Colts at home. You go to New Orleans. That's obviously usually a tough place to play, but we don't know who's going to be quarterback at this standpoint, if it's going to be Winston, if it's going to be Simeon, if it's going to be Taysom Hill. You get New England at home. You do got to go to Tampa Bay and Denver, but... A lot of these teams here are 500 or below Mm -hmm. on this schedule. There's no world beaters on this schedule. There's no Dallas on this schedule. There's no Rams on this schedule. There are no Green Bays on this schedule. So that's why it's so manageable. So that's why I think you see, okay, the Bills are at that number at 5-1 to because we could get to like week 17 or week 18. They've got this AFC clinched, and all of a sudden they can sit guys and rest guys for the playoff. Well, I think it's clear that they're likely going to have home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs, right? Because you mentioned their schedule, they're going to win the AFC East, and then you look at the other teams that are going to win these divisions, whether it's the Ravens or the Bengals, possibly in the North, and don't count out the Steelers, by the way. Uh, The South is likely going to go to the Titans, but who knows what their record's going to be, maybe even 10-7 and Mm -hmm. by the time this thing is over with. And then in the AFC West, those teams will eat each (laughs) other up, so... I don't think there's going to be a team that's going to press the Bills for home field advantage. And so when you think about the AFC, you have to start thinking about which teams can go into Buffalo and beat the Bills. And I think right now, Wes, we could probably count those teams on just two or three fingers. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's nobody really, and you pointed out the AFC West, who knows what's going to happen in that division? Who knows who's going to emerge from the pack? And it's like, I just don't see anybody really chasing this team down. Now, maybe Baltimore can get right, because I think that bye week was very important for them now to really go forward in the second half of the season. In the NFC, you take a look at the Dallas Cowboys. They're 6-1, and one, and it's a similar situation to what the Buffalo Bills are dealing with because the Cowboys are going to run away with the NFC East, and because of their schedule, they're going to rack up wins. And there's a possibility that the Cowboys are one of the teams that are competing for home field advantage in the NFC playoffs. They're at least going to have one home game, and... That's going to be in the in the first round, and then they move forward. So is there another team in the NFC? Or if you look at the Cowboys at plus 1,000 to win the Super Bowl, you look at the Cowboys as the fourth favorite at plus 500 to win the NFC, do you find value on Dallas? That probably, Scott, is where the value is at this standpoint because my NFC pick was the Rams, and right now they're kind of the co-favorites with Tampa Bay to uh, get to the Super Bowl. And in terms of NFC, the Rams are a little bit down from that. But I think the Cowboys, it's like they're not really yet given the benefit of the doubt because they don't have playoff medal as good of talent as they have. They don't really have as much playoff medal as some of these other teams. Tampa Bay is going to get the benefit of the doubt because they're the defending champion, the old nature boy Ric Flair line, to be the man, you got to beat the man. (laughs) So that's why that's going to be priced in. And then, of course, the Rams, we know what they're doing. Les Snead's putting his chips all in. Now, they sent that Rounders uh, meme out there where the guy did the thing with the the chips. I was like, oh, by the way, he lost that hand, guys. Uh, That's just an aside note for the social media intern or manager out there with the L.A. Rams. So maybe think of something else, I guess. But nevertheless, the Rams look loaded with talent. Look at what they're doing. They've got adding Vaughn Miller to Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Leonard Floyd traded for Matthew Stafford. They know that their window is either this year or next year, and then the door closes. So that's why you're seeing the Rams price there. And then uh, Green Bay uh, still has old number 12. Not this weekend, though, Mm -hmm. but at least maybe going forward. So he's really masked, I think, a lot of Green Bay's deficiencies. Because if you look, they really haven't played the stiffest of competition. The defense is not really that great. The offense really hasn't been that great. It's just Rodgers has made plays. They make like one or two plays a game, it seems like. And then you look at their numbers, and it's like, wow, they're only averaging like 4.7 yards a play or five yards a play. It's not like they're steamrolling teams. But nevertheless, (laughs) Green Bay gets the benefit of the doubt. Dallas really does not. So if there's a value team in the NFC, it is the Dallas Cowboys. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's odds on here on VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm glad you brought up 
the Rams because I don't think there's a better bet on the board in the futures market than the Rams at even money to win the NFC West. You mentioned it, and we showed it up on the screen. The odds to win the NFC, the Rams are the favorite, the co-favorite with the Bucks. yet they are actually an underdog to win their division. Now, a lot of it has to do with the fact that they lost the first game to the Cardinals, but the Cardinals are coming back down to the field. They're banged up. Kyler Murray's banged up. J.J. Watt's done for the year. And I think this Rams team, you mentioned the Von Miller acquisition, they're playing their best football, it seems, and moving forward, they're going to have that matchup with the Cardinals later on. That's certainly a winnable game. I just think this Rams team is going to put together more wins than this Cardinals team, who, frankly, and I don't want to be disrespectful to the Cardinals here, okay? And I'll, I'll try to do this as as calmly You're as I can. You're trying to be gentle. I'm trying to be gentle. But they beat the Vikings in a game where the Vikings should have won. They missed the field goal at the mm-hmm. end. They beat the Jaguars. Big whoop. Uh, the Rams game, great game. Big test. Congratulations. We're going to give you kudos for that. They beat the 49ers in the game that the 49ers should have won. Trey Lance gets stopped at the goal. By the way, it's not even Jimmy Garoppolo playing. It's Trey Lance. And Trey Lance gets stopped at the goal line or else the card, uh, 49ers win that game. They beat up a Browns team that was absolutely decimated by injuries. Both starting tackles out, guys dropping left and right, and then they beat up on the Texans. And you lose to the only other good team that you played this year besides that Rams game, the Green Bay Packers, as a a six-and-a-half-point home favorite. I just don't know how good... This Cardinals team is. Right. I I think, you know, they've kind of performed, maybe punched above their weight for a little while. I think that this team probably is a wild card team. I don't expect. Well, they're seven to one. It would would be an epic collapse. Yeah, I know. I know. I know I'm going out on a limb there by saying that. But look, to your point, I don't think that the Cardinals have really shown that pedigree yet. I think that they're definitely an up and comer. But. I don't think that they've shown the proof because we seen last year they were in the playoff chase and then they lost down the stretch and then it kind of fell apart for this team. So I'm not interested in the 49ers simply because I, I know we were uh, on our show, The Green Zone, on the weekend. We were talking to John Clayton, the professor, hmm. and he's like, look, I think this is going to be the same thing for the 49ers. Injuries are just going to catch up for this team. They're going to have a couple games where they show it's like, hey, this team's got potential like they did last week in Chicago, but the injuries just catch up with this team, so I don't see them being a factor. Seattle, to me, seems very much a mess right now in yeah. terms of the talent. The defense is not very good. Look, Went over Jacksonville, came off that short week. I think that was the perfect opponent for them to play to get Geno a little confidence and get some win. And really, Geno hadn't played that bad. Mm-hmm. It's just you don't have a running game. Uh, you know, your your receivers have been a little bit banged up. Your defense really can't get stopped. So I just don't see anybody challenging this Rams team right now. And it's not like the Rams are perfect either. They've got their own things that they got to get better. The defensive numbers, you look at that defense, it's like, wow, they should be a lot better in their numbers. Look, I know there's no such thing as a sure bet, but I really love the Rams at even money. And if you do want a sure bet uh, and you want to lay the juice at minus 5,000, the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the uh, NFC East. Okay, Not sure. If That's going to be done before they get yet. <laughs> He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Coming up next, we'll get into the college football playoff rankings. Take a look at the landscape of the college football schedule. It's odds on here on v At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up this weekend, and VEASAN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on-location updates for all the action. Visit VEASAN.com slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million-dollar top prize. That's VEASAN.com slash SBNC. Scott Seidenberg and Wes Reynolds here with you. It's Odds On on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The college football playoff rankings were released this past Tuesday, and yeah, there's some debate over who got into the top four and who was left out, but these things tend to play itself out once the season rolls on. What I want to get into now, Wes, is taking a look at some of these teams, especially one college football playoff team that's in the top four right now, and take a look at their spot this Saturday, and I wonder if it's a dangerous spot. And I'm talking about the Michigan State Spartans. They enter the college football playoff rankings, and rightfully so, with the win over Michigan, they're undefeated, they lead the Big Ten. And we all know that the Big Ten champ, whether one loss or undefeated, is getting into the college football playoff. That's not the argument here. The question is, with Sparty now going to Purdue, is this the ultimate letdown spot? Coming off the win over Big Brother, no offense Michigan State, but Michigan still is Big Brother, but coming off of that win and now having to play against Purdue, a team that just a couple of weeks ago upset the number two team in the nation in Iowa, laying three on the road, is this a dangerous spot? I think it's a very dangerous spot, and I pointed it out immediately after that win and seeing them uh, get the Paul Bunyan trophy for Michigan. Michigan, by the way, had a 16-point lead in the third quarter. Yeah. Really let it get away. Settled for too many field goals there. Just couldn't finish drives. But, you know, give credit to Michigan State, though. I do got to give them respect. It's like we kind of been waiting for them to beat somebody. They've been feasting on some lesser competition. Clearly, there's improvement in the second year under Mel Tucker. That transfer portal very much working out, uh, mainly with that Heisman Trophy candidate and Kenneth Walker to third. But, He has this big game, five touchdowns in one game, and they beat their rival. Now they got to go to Purdue. I I, I do think this is a shaky spot because if you look at what Purdue can do, we saw what Michigan can do, and we didn't even know that they could really do it because they hadn't shown that they could. Michigan threw the ball over these guys, had over 400 yards of passing offense on these guys. Purdue... They really can't run the ball. They're like bottom five, I think, at all of FBS. Purdue hadn't been able to run the ball for like 10 years in West Lafayette, but they can throw the ball. And they are top 10 in national passing offense, so Aiden O'Connell's been very good. Sometimes they use Jack Plummer in a different package, but it's basically O'Connell. And I wonder, Scott, who on Michigan State is going to be able to cover David Bell? If they couldn't cover that three-star kid, uh, from Michigan, uh, mm-hmm. last name is Anthony, who was like all over the field against these guys. How are you going to cover David Bell, who will play on Sundays eventually in the National Football League? And I just think Purdue can gain enough yards. Now, the concern for Purdue, can Michigan State run it right down their throat like yeah. Wisconsin did two weeks ago? Because remember, Wisconsin, I believe, ran the ball for like 51 times for just under 300 yards. Graham Mertz only threw eight passes. 
And Purdue eventually got tired having to defend that run when they're just pounding the rock at you. So we'll see if Mel Tucker and Michigan State elects to go a lot more run heavy. Nebraska certainly should have against Purdue last Mm -hmm. week, but they let Adrian Martinez throw four interceptions. But (laughs) we digress here. We don't want to pick on Nebraska too much. Uh, Our producer, a Nebraska native. So, uh, yeah, I do think that this is a a solid spot for Purdue. You might be able to see three and a half. I actually kind of lean to the over for what I talked about earlier. Because, look, Purdue is averaging 307 yards passing per game. Mm -hmm. And you're right. They will be able to throw on this Michigan State defense. I also wonder if Michigan State not comes out a little bit flat, but a little bit tired. Mm -hmm. It's, It's natural after coming off of a game that had that much intensity to take a while for your legs to get underneath you. And they could get beat deep a couple of times. And I wonder if Purdue comes right out of the gate and scores a couple of early touchdowns. And Michigan State's down 14-7 early, down 21-7 in the first half. And Michigan State could very well come back and win the game, which I think game script might show that that could be what's going to happen here. But if that's the case, this over's hitting. It's at 53. Yeah. And this game is probably going to be maybe in the 55 57 range. Yeah, absolutely. And and on on the Purdue side too, you got to look at the holistic view of the season. They're 5 and 3, but they're 6 and 2 what I call AITS in the stats. 72 yes. yards per game they're outgaining opponents this year. So, look, they went into Iowa City and beat what was, I mean, they weren't the second best team in the country at the time, but they were ranked number two, and they went and dominated them. So Purdue has the ability, and really they've shown it over the last several years. They tend to step up against good competition, and then they tend to disappoint against yep. lower competition. We've seen Purdue knock off Ohio State before, so that's why you're only seeing three here, because I think people are looking at this like, whoa, this is a cookie that the oddsmakers gave us. Uh, oddsmakers aren't given those cookies in November, guys. Uh, another undefeated conference leader is Wake Forest. They're number nine in the initial college football playoff rankings. They have to go on the road. Oh, by the way, imagine if they still had Kenneth Walker, mm-hmm. how good they would be. <laughs> I know they got two Heisman candidates. Uh, now, one, a big dark horse in Sam Hartman, but it's like, okay, they're undefeated. Sam Hartman's starting to get that buzz, and then they're going to watch their dude win the Heisman Trophy for uh, yeah, some for other Michigan school or State, something. Yeah. Uh, they go on the road to take on North Carolina, and the Tar Heels are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Is this a trap scenario here? For Wake Forest as the road dog. I have yet to bet this, but it very much well could be. Now, there's always the concern like the week after you play Notre Dame. I know Tim Murray always points that out, Irish super fan, that like every game, every team that's had to play a game after Notre Dame the previous week is not covered. We saw it with USC. Mm -hmm. Arizona Mm -hmm. stayed right in until the fourth quarter. So that's a little bit of a concern here. I haven't bet this yet, but... Now that Wake Forest, when you're undefeated and you're kind of unexpected to be undefeated, the noose tightens a little bit. The Mm. pressure tightens a little bit. We've seen it a little bit with Cincinnati. Now, you know, Navy had the ball last with 40 seconds to go, but but unfortunately for them, they had to actually pass the ball with no timeout, so they were going to fall short, but they didn't cover against Navy. They didn't cover against Tulane. Do you get to that point with Wake Forest? I have not yet bet this game. It does scream of a letdown spot, but North Carolina has just been so erratic this year, Scott. Sure. You don't know what team you're going to get. I mean, they, they, they lose to Georgia Tech. Not only lose to Georgia Tech, they got absolutely blown out on the road. They lost at home to a Florida State that didn't look like they could beat anybody in the country at that point and lost by 10 at home, so... You, you don't know what you're going to get. This team's been one of the biggest disappointments in college football, but will they rally and make this point to kind of make their season here in what is actually a non-conference game this week in the ACC? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy as that sounds. Uh, another spot that uh, I know you and I are both on, Ole Miss hosting Liberty. Ole Miss has just gone through the ringer mm-hmm. of their SEC schedule. And normally at the end of the SEC season, you're going to get a cupcake game. You're going to play Charleston Southern. You're going to play Mercer. You're going to play Southern. You're not playing a team in Liberty that had a Heisman candidate at the beginning of the season in Malik Willis. Now, they're 7-2. and two. Liberty has gone on an incredible run over the past two seasons of covering spreads. And you get former Ole Miss coach Hugh Freeze going into Oxford for the first time. I think that Ole Miss, coming off the loss last week to Auburn, had their just guts punched. Mm-hmm. They now have no chance to go to the SEC championship game. Had they beaten Auburn, they had a chance. As long as Auburn wins the Iron Bowl, guess what? There could be a three-way tie, and they could have gotten in. Now they can't. 
I think Liberty goes in here and plays with a chip on their shoulders because I think Malik Willis wants to outplay Matt Corral because if you look at the stats, Malik Willis actually edges him. He's got six more passing touchdowns, yet Matt Corral's the second favorite for the Heisman, and Malik Willis is an afterthought. So I think that he comes and plays with a chip on his shoulder. Hugh Freeze has his team ready, and they fight for him here in Oxford. Yeah, I do too, and and it's really kind of to the point because I think Liberty is obviously a little bit down from where they were last year, but I still think a very solid program, living a lot off transfers, and that's kind of what you have to do at Liberty when you're not in a, when you're not in a conference and you're an independent, and you're getting Ole Miss here. It's just like. How much gas do they have left? Because first you had to go play your old mentor, Nick Saban, and then you lose. Then you have that thriller against Arkansas where Arkansas goes for two, doesn't get it. You win by one, 53-52. Then you had to go to Knoxville, Lane Kiffin's old stomping grounds, Mustard Gate, and all all other condiments that were thrown on the field there at Neyland Stadium. Nevertheless, you get out of there with an emotional win. Then the following week, you have the Eli Manning jersey retirement day, which, you know, the players and the coaches aren't connected to Eli Manning. They weren't part of the program. No, but, but, you're, trying to re- to but you're trying to recruit Arch Manning, yes. so that was a big day. And it means something yes. to your fans, so <laughs> that means you've got to have a big effort. And then we know LSU had fired Coach O that week. Then you went to Auburn, who's kind of owned Ole Miss in this series in recent years, and you fall short. Matt Corral was a little banged up. I expect he's going to go here. haven't heard anything to mm-hmm. the contrary, but... I'm with you. I think that this is a spot for Liberty. Obviously, it did not end very well for Hugh Freeze there yeah. in Oxford, Mississippi. So, you know, be careful. You're seeing a lot of nine and a halves out there. You're like, oh, this is a layup for Ole Miss. This is not your average Charleston Southern or Mercer nope. mid-November SEC opponent. And I bet you half the kids on Ole Miss don't even know where Liberty is located. No. It's in Virginia, by the way. Scott Seidenberg, Wes Reynolds here. Coming up next, we're going to get into the teaser spots that are on the board on the NFL Week 9 card. It is Odds On here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's Odds On here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Teasers are always fun on an NFL Sunday, Wes. And this season, I think people are starting to come around more to Mm non-traditional teasers. Yes, everyone's aware of the traditional teaser of getting a game past the numbers of three and seven. But I think there's been a real concerted effort, at least this season I've noticed, uh, of educating people on the key numbers changing in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a lot of it has to do with the extra point and teams missing it over the past several years. I mean, we had that one week this week, this season, where there were so many missed extra points. But I also believe analytics are coming into play. And we're seeing teams that are down 14 going for two. We're seeing teams go for two at, at multiple times throughout the course of a game. So the games ending on three and seven, while yes, are still prominent, I don't necessarily think that that should be the end-all be-all of your NFL teasers. Yeah, and and you're absolutely right. And look, three and seven, and, and especially three, is still the most key number in the NFL, and that's why you see all the sports books juice it up when you're trying to bet it on game day. <laughs> well, well, I want to buy up the three. Okay, we'll let you do that, but it's going to be a dollar forty on your bet, please. You know they're gonna they're not going to give that away to you. So it's still very key. But to your point, there are kind of getting to be either lesser key numbers or more key numbers now coming into play. And uh, if you're a VEASAN subscriber, you get that email every day in your inbox in the morning. And Adam Burke has done a really good job of writing columns on this, kind of some betting 101, I would say. But, 
you know, a little Burks bit of betting an, blurbs. Yeah, betting blurbs. A little bit of an advanced class here, though, on teasers. Wrote a very nice piece, I believe, last week where he talked about the fact that all of a sudden, five, which used to be a total dead number, it's like, oh, I don't want to take it. It went down to four and a half. I'll still take it at four and a half. Five's a dead number. Not so much anymore. And actually, more games uh, had ended on six this year than had ended on seven. Mm. So. You know, that's still obviously part of that, you know, old Stanford wall and teaser of teasing through three and seven. But you're starting to get, you know, more of that a little bit where it's like, well, do you know, am I willing to tease it up to nine, you know, or tease up to eight and a half if you're teasing up a dog? Yeah, because games do end on eight. So that becomes a more valuable number. So that's why I think. Actually, the conventional wall teasers have had more value this year because you're seeing more games end on five. Mm-hmm. You're seeing more games end on six. You're seeing more games end on eight because you see teams go for two. It isn't that old, okay, once we get inside the fourth quarter, we go for two. Yeah. You know, but we don't do it before then. And now you got teams doing it on the first drive. I yeah. mean, you know, Mike Tomlin kind of brought that in and maybe borrowed that from the guys at Oregon who uh-huh. kind of did that on the first drive all the time going for too early and, you know, knowing what you need or, or when you're up seven, hey, we want to go up nine. I remember Romeo Cornell yep. uh, tried to do that last year. I think it was against Tennessee. I believe that's who yeah, they were making a three-possession score and win the yes. game. Yeah. Yes, so you're starting to see that. So that's something to keep in mind when you're doing a lot of these teasers. So don't just assume it's not only three and seven anymore. Four matters, five matters, and six matters as well. I also think it's okay to get even more creative with your teasers. You would normally look at your low underdogs and say, okay, I'm going to tease a two and a half up to eight and a mm-hmm. half, get it through three and seven. But I think it's okay to tease higher underdogs and get them up mm-hmm. to even the higher numbers. And by being creative like that, you can look for some really interesting spots, especially when it pertains to the totals in these games as well. Look no further than the Chiefs-Packers game. And yes, I know Jordan Love is going to be at quarterback, not Aaron Rodgers. By the way, I do still like the Packers at plus 7.5 because I think it's way too much of an overreaction against a bad Chiefs team. That's besides the point. Let me talk about the teaser scenario here. You could take the Packers from 7.5, tease them up to 13.5, and and with a total of 47.5 in this game, it's going to be difficult for the game to hit right around that number and the Kansas City Chiefs to win by two touchdowns. So I do believe that you can get creative and taking a number like a seven and a half, pushing it up to 13 and a half. Yeah, I'm with you on your point here. And and look, that's not something I do all the time, but it makes absolute logical sense because one of the things that you want to do when you're doing teasers, you do want to look at where the total is going and where the total is being bet because more often than not, nothing's ever 100%. But more often than not, when you get a total that is dropping, that's going to give more value the more points you're going to get yep. if you think it's going to be a low-scoring game. That makes absolute perfect sense. But sometimes the obvious things are the things that we ignore as betters, even though they're staring us right in the face, where it's like, okay, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Let me see if I can get beat by less than two scores instead mm-hmm. of one score. So. You know, you mentioned that with Green Bay, where you could almost tease it to two touchdowns with the six-point teaser. And by the way, you don't just play. So you can play six-and-a-half-point teasers. Yeah, you can play seven-point seven yep. teasers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the big is going to be priced, and they're going to make you pay for it. So it makes sense, I think, when like a total is going down. Uh, one example, and I'm not necessarily recommending this as a play, would be tonight, where you see the Jets have gotten bet from ten-and-a-half to ten. The total is now down to 45. So it's mm-hmm. gone down two points in the opener. You could theoretically tease the Jets to 16 and say, well, I think Indy's going to win the game because the Jets are off that bad, you know, that win and they're riding high. Mm-hmm. You got an Indy team now that still has two straight games at home that's still very much desperate. They're not out of it, but they're hanging by a thread in that AFC South. So, you know, you could theoretically go ahead and win the and game twenty four ten. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah, fourteen point win. And then, and then all of a sudden, you're a winner. So, yeah, there are conventional teasers. Look, uh, I'm not a fan, and I never recommend. Look, I don't like to tell people, you know, to bet how they should bet how they want to bet. But I'm not a fan of like recommending teasing through zero because I just think you lose so much value when you do that. But some people like to do that. Uh, I think you still want to stick 
kind of with those numbers. And and I, I think 10 also is a little bit more of a key number because we've had that uh, discussion, and I know Burke's blurbs, as you mm-hmm. mentioned in the VSIN newsletter, hey, is it worth buying points? And I'm doing it a little bit less. I was always more of a little bit of advocate of buying half points. I love Buying that. onto a key I number. I always do. You know, if I'm getting nine and a half, you know what? I just want to make it 10. You know, get me to the closest key yep. number. I'm not necessarily going to buy off a key number. Like if it's three, I'm not going to give you an extra 10 cents to lay two and a half. Yeah. I'm never going to buy off a key number. I'm only going to buy to a key number. So that's something also to keep in mind if you're more of a teaser player and you have the, you're very risk averse in terms of buying half points or something like that then teasing through 10 is not the worst option. Do you have a teaser, uh, a favorite teaser leg on this card? Because uh, I can, for me, I think the Rams teasing them down is is a safe play. I don't think the Titans win, not in their first game without Derrick Henry. There's going to be an adjustment for this offense. Obviously, it's a new offensive coordinator coming in to begin with, and he just got comfortable with Derrick Henry in this offense, and now they have to completely change things, and you're going up against a Rams defense that is just playing at a high level right now, plus the Rams' offense is on fire, and the Titans are coming off three really mm-hmm. emotional wins, the Bills, right. the, the, the Chiefs, and then last week against the Colts. So I think that this is a good spot for the Rams to win. So teasing the Rams down from 7.5 to 1.5, I think, is the move. Another spot that I was looking at, the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I think teasing the 49ers up is a great play. Not only do I think the 49ers could win against a banged-up Cardinals team, but give me the cushion of having them lose by a touchdown. And I think this is a golden opportunity yeah. to maybe do a six-and-a-half-point teaser to get the 49ers at seven and yeah, a half. Yeah, you read my mind because that's a teaser I actually do have here with the 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams. Because, look, if you remember that game in Arizona, the 49ers were not great. It was Trey Lance's mm-hmm. first start. But they had numerous chances. They absolutely shut down the Arizona Cardinals in the second half, which is why it was kind of a curious decision from Kyle Shanahan. And look, I know everybody is Mr. Go-For-It guy, and I'm often more times Mr. Go-For-It guy, but I think it was like fourth and fourth, about eight or nine minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, and he goes for it at midfield and doesn't punt it deep to an Arizona defense that they had totally shut down. They go for it. Arizona gets a score and puts it out of reach for the 49ers. So I do like teasing the 49ers up. A couple other teaser legs that I think will be popular. Cleveland Browns up through the key numbers of 3-7. and seven, I think are going to see some action on teaser legs, as might the Philadelphia Eagles as home dog. Mm. I'm so anti-Browns this week. With all that drama going on with Odell Beckham Jr. And yeah, Baker it's like Mayfield a game I want nothing to do yeah, with on yeah, just, 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 uh, We're not going to touch that one. No, I'm not. Maybe you can. I'm Scott Seidenberg. He's Wes Reynolds. We're going to get to some plays coming up for Thursday and some division races as well here. It's Odds On on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a and e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Seidenberg and Wes Reynolds here on Odds On on VSIN, the sports betting network, and taking a look at the action. For a Thursday night tonight, West, there's not much going on in the NBA. It's actually a light card, mm-hmm. and there is one spot that I really do like on this board, and it's not a spread per se, but I'm very high on the Miami Heat this year. I think they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. I think that the Heat right now are they're six and one against the spread, six and one uh, on the season, six and one against the spread as well. They're just rolling. Um, they're getting tremendous performances from. Uh, you know, uh, just obviously they're key players, they're role players. But where I really like this team is their scoring. They are averaging right now 115.6 points per game. That's the most in the Eastern Conference. It's actually the most in the entire NBA. So they're the highest scoring team now in the NBA through seven games. Mm-hmm. They're playing the Celtics here tonight. Celtics playing on the second night of a back-to-back. It's not crazy travel. They were in Orlando. They go to Miami. Not that far. But it's the second night of a back-to-back. And the Celtics yesterday had this players-only The, fir- the first one of the season, yeah. apparently. Players-only team meeting because, uh, you know, they blew that 19-point lead and lost by 14 into <laughs> the Bulls. But this is a Celtics team that is allowing a ton of points so far this season. Defensively, the Celtics are allowing 114.6 points per game. They have allowed, the, the team total tonight is the play for me, for the Miami Heat. It's at 110.5. The, the, the Celtics, excuse me, have allowed every team except for two to score over 111 points. They've played eight games. Six of those eight opponents have scored over 111 points. The only two that did not, the Orlando Magic and the Houston Rockets. Mm -hmm. Those are bad teams, people. Those are two of the worst teams in the NBA. But the Bulls, Wizards, Hornets, Raptors, Knicks, all topping over 111 points against this Celtics team. I don't know if Miami covers six and a half or seven tonight. But they will score over 111 points. No, I'm not against where you're going here because if you look at what Miami's done, obviously, it's being priced in from a spread standpoint because they're on a 5-0 and straight up and ATS run. They've been outscoring their opponents by 18.1 points yeah. per 100 possessions. Uh, that's obviously very good. And you look at what Eric Spolster and the guys are trying to do defensively. It's just basically keep teams out of the pain. Okay, go ahead and take your threes here. So... They know they have a shot blocker down low in Bam Adebayo. Mm -hmm. They know they've got good defenders on the wings here. You know, I never would have thought that watching Duncan Robinson at Michigan, that this guy would ever emerge as a good team defender. And here he is, you know, guys can learn to play defense in the NBA and that's what you're really seeing with Miami. I mean, they're stopping everything at the rim. They're forcing you to take threes, and teams aren't hitting them. Now, eventually, there's going to be at least a little bit of regression where teams are going to start hitting those threes that Miami has given the opposition. But, yeah, I, I really couldn't lay it with Miami because maybe that win last night, even against a bad Orlando team, kind of gives Boston a little bit more momentum. 
And look, trying to get used to a new coach. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the Brad Stevens can't coach crowd is very quiet right now, by the way, because it's like, oh, maybe he wasn't the problem. Maybe it was maybe some of the players were the problem. Imagine that because players are just angels, Mm -hmm. according to people on social media. And it's always the coach's fault. But I'm with you in terms of what you're looking at uh, here as well. Just the offensive rating. The point differential and non-garbage time has just been so good for Miami. So that'd probably be the way I'd go if I bet the game. It's going to be a stay away. And we've seen unders hit at a a, a great rate so far to start the season. And a lot of it has to do with um, less fouls being called. The NBA is cracking down Mm -hmm. on those pump fake calls. A few things, too. Uh, uh, The the fans in the stands, I think, changes the depth perception. It's also a new basketball. Yeah, it's a Wilson ball, I believe, now. Spalding for like 30 years. I don't know how much of a factor that is, but it certainly bears mentioning Mm -hmm. and at least bears considering. And then plus, it's October and November. You're not going to have the offensive efficiency that you're probably going to have in January or February. So that's why you've seen these unders. But I know John Von Tobel has been on our network pointing out, eventually we're going to see a point because the odds makers in the market always catches up and water's going to find its level, and eventually you're going to see it balance out. Which is what I think is happening with this game tonight. The total is 214.5. I just laid out the numbers here. The Heat are averaging 115 points plus per game. The Celtics are allowing about 115 points per game. Mm -hmm. This total should be higher than 214.5. But I think that this is the market looking at the unders that are hitting so far this yeah. season and dropping this total down, I would, which is why I actually like this game to go over, and I like the Heat to score over 111. I would guess that you would see a little bit more support as you get to game time. I don't believe, uh, I don't think it's the TNT doubleheader, but this is NBA TV, so it's national TV. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those primetime games, whether they're on TNT or ESPN or wherever, you usually see bets to the over, at least early on. Yeah, my one problem, though, with locking this in, and I've been burned on it, Several times in the past when betting the NBA. Yeah. I could find out Jimmy three Butler's hours from play. now that, yeah, that Tyler Hero's out. Jimmy Butler's not playing something. I could find it's ridiculous. Like things like this happen in the NBA where you'll find out just a half an hour before game time that someone is out and all of a sudden your bet is just toast. Yeah, that's why I, I, that's yeah. why I gotta lay off of that. <laughs> Wes Reynolds, Scott Seidenberg here, odds on here on Visa in the Sports Betting Network. We talked earlier about division uh prices and how I think the Rams are the best division price in the NFL. Um, In terms of college football, conference prices, is there a team out there that you think has value to win their conference? And look no further, Wes, and I'm directing a team that we talked about already. Wake Forest is undefeated. They're plus 300, though, Mm -hmm. to win the ACC, whereas Pittsburgh is the favorite at plus 125. Well, I think that's the wrong favorite based on what we saw, and that was one of my plays last weekend with Miami, and the U went in there and beat Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh really couldn't get enough stops. So I think that that's absolutely the wrong favorite here. But if I'm going down the board a little bit in the ACC, North Carolina State at 5-1 to may have at least a little bit of interest. Hmm. They're very quietly ranked now. they got to go to Florida State. This is a tough spot because you just beat Louisville and then you got to go to Wake Forest the next week where, you know, if NC State, let's say they're very impressive, uh, you know, could be ranked up there in the top 15. You got a Wake Forest team in the top 10. NC State, if I was to bet, and I'm probably not going to bet anything here in this, that would be the team I would be looking at at 5-1. to one. Uh, Yeah, and another one, obviously, you know, Georgia to win the SEC is something that I played before the season, so I'm very Mm -hmm. happy about Mm -hmm. that. Um, At minus 165, uh, I actually got it at plus 260 before the season started, so I'm going to keep it at plus 260. Uh, That's, you know, pretty much where I'm standing on the college football divisions. I I also have Oklahoma to win the Big 12, but I got that before the season started. The odds have actually gone uh, down a little bit. It's minus 250. I got it at minus 200 before the season started. My biggest future is was Georgia over 10.5 wins. So just a couple more weeks, and we'll get the payout on that ticket. So uh, I have that in a Ziploc bag in my apartment, just waiting to cash that future <laughs> ticket. Uh, Got the magnet on yes, the refrigerator yes, yes. here. Uh, Thursday Night Football tonight, obviously kicking off Week 9 in the NFL. you got the Jets and the Colts. Uh, just a short NBA board, as we mentioned. Any plays for you tonight? Yeah, it's going to be small. Nothing to really go to battle with here, but I do like the Colts at minus 10. Look at line is 14 and a half. And look, Carson Wentz, the two costly interceptions, 
And also the fact, you know, some of the play calling from Frank Reich was very questionable, I think, in that third and fourth quarter and also in that overtime. You got six minutes plus left to go, two timeouts. It's like, where is Jonathan Taylor? And that ties into my other play tonight. Jonathan Taylor over 82 and a half rushing yards. Uh, player prop here. I usually only can get into the player props on like the standalone primetime games because of just the timing issue. There's not a full board out there. But I do think... The, the, everybody's been chirping in Indy about, okay, why'd you put Jonathan Taylor on the side of a milk carton here? Why didn't you run the ball with him? Why did Carson Wentz throw the damn ball 50 times? So I think they've heard that a little bit. You're going to see a little bit more Jonathan Taylor tonight. The Jets, how do they handle at least short-term success? Mike White being the first Jets quarterback to have more than 400 in the game since Vinny Testaverde in 2000. <laughs> uh, that's how long it's been uh, there in New Jersey for the Jets. And then the Colts. They got a rebound, but I think this is good for the Colts to get right back on the horse. I think this is good that they don't have a full week, that it's like, well, we don't have time to wallow in our own pity. We got to get out there and win. We've got the Jets. We've got the Jaguars. We win those two games at home. We are 5-5. Five and five. We are still very much alive in a wild card race. I like it. actually like it a lot. Maybe Colts first half? Absolutely. And look, it's kind of the contrarian double-digit favorite, yeah. which is a rare type of opportunity in the National Football League. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is Odds On here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.